so long since we've been together. Did you miss me? Yeah, maybe. I missed your beautiful face. Ah, and that's the voice. The voice is the key to all of it. Yeah, well congested. My yeah. brother passed on a sick. <laughs> you know, how many people have been sick still? Yeah. Going is, and my guest here is Bill Young, uh, Molden Moore. And yes, you know who he is. He's done a few shows with me. We're friends. But today we're going to get into, well, we've done a show, a couple of shows before on Easy Decon DF200, the uh, biodegradable decontaminant and yeah. what it does. We're going to go a little more in depth. Some things have changed uh, with what you've been working on. You're learning more. You're in different position now. Definitely have evolved. That's a good word. Yeah. That's good because, you know, I'm somewhat on the outside of it looking in, and, and, and that's the truth. Now, to my listening audience, you're going, oh, God, why is he doing What's the thing here? There's more to it. Let's pretend there's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and it's, you know, it seems to work, believe we, we it or not. We laugh about it, yeah. but um, there is a, a real possibility of a, a pandemic occurring simply because of a variety of circumstances. I'm sure we'll get into that as yeah, the program it, it, goes along. Yeah. Uh, but there is always that possibility. It happened in 1918 with, with the, uh, the flu. And that, how many, that was towards the end of World War One. How many did that take out? Was that like 16 million? Well, there were 50,000 people in yeah. Philadelphia alone, alone died. I think Baltimore was about 80,000. And uh, Richmond, Virginia, I think, was under quarantine at that point. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I've done enough. You know, I know my history to, to know where that is. But here we are circling back again now about 100 years later, and uh, the general public's not aware of this, and, and Bill will back me up. Right now in New York City, there is a fungus, uh, I'm going to make sure, Candidaurus fungus. Candidaurus. That has pretty much locked itself into New York City hospitals, and really is, well, most people will tell you there's nothing there to counter it, and they're incorrect, but... Those are one of the things that are happening. We'll circle back to that, too, in a minute. We have a problem that's been exposed down at the University of Maryland. A young woman died uh, because of uh, a virus and then a mold that came with it. And also the failure of the system down there, the University of Maryland system, to actually bring it to light. Yeah, yeah. What we want to do is, and when we talk about that, we want to make sure that people understand the virus doesn't come with the fungus. They're not interrelated. It was a coincidence, a circumstance of environment and opportunity. And unfortunately, she fell victim to this virus at the same time that, and for those of you who are familiar with the southeastern Pennsylvania, southern Maryland, those areas, last summer we went through three solid months of 90% relative humidity and above, uh, and moisture is what mold requires. Our buildings are all made out of wood and paper, and most of the things that we wear and accumulate are made out of wood, paper, cellulose-containing items, and that's the food source for fungus. And when you add high humidity to that, you end up with the absorption of the humidity, it reaches a threshold, the fungus begins to grow, and in this case, that probably, to some degree, impacted her immune system's ability to fight off what she was already vulnerable to. So I don't want anybody to think that these two things necessarily come together, but there are some interesting factors that play a role in this, and we need to, if we don't begin to look at it systemically as a culture, begin to look at it systemically and continue to look at it as individual elements, uh, we will not see it coming, and it will hit us and we'll be surprised. And it's interesting because, again, you and I have known each other for quite a long time now, I think almost five years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I'm very honest about this. I'm somewhat involved on the uh, different end of it. But it blows me away to realize we're having super bugs come back because, Things are not being eradicated, not being completely destroyed, correct? And then they breed again, the germ, the fungus, the virus, come back stronger. And one thing I've never understood about Easy Decon, all that it can do, and I know it confuses people, even people that are in the field. Yeah. I've never understood the disconnect between the government, um, agencies inside the government, and then it's crossover into the commercial private sector. Now, real quick, I'll give a history of it. Easy Decon was developed at the request of the Department of Defense, uh, what, about the late 90s, correct? It was right after the sarin gas attack in Japan, uh, in Japan yeah. on the subway. The DOD wanted a, uh, they wanted a solution 
that would eradicate biological, chemical weapons and weaponized anthrax, but not leave behind an ecological footprint. It's biodegradable. They did not want something that would leave harm. Hence, Sandia National Laboratories developed this product. The DOD has been using it ever since. And it has tremendous crossover to the commercial side. It does. And the DOD's tried several other products. And, and certain circumstances require other products. I'm, I'm not going to demean anybody else's product in this process. But the fact that Easy Decon is inherently biodegradable uh, is both a disinfectant and a sporicide. And those are important differences. Uh, it does have a, a connection to the commercial side because at this point in hospitals, clean rooms, pharmaceutical production facilities, places like that, they continuously have to rotate the products they're using because they're running into pathogens yep. that that build a resistance to whatever it is. And um, Easy Decon's real strength there is that it is a lower corrosive, less, much less corrosive oxidizer, and you can't develop a resistance to an oxidizer. Why is that? Uh, because it, it, the oxidation occurs immediately mm -hmm. and destroys whatever is there. It's not counting on any particular chemical structure to stay behind and keep the surface disinfected. Uh, one of the problems we have is that we have overused... Let's roll it back a little bit. For those of you who remember your science class in elementary school or middle school, they talked about Fleming discovering penicillin. Yes. The idea that bacteria caused illness, which was at that point antithetical, because they thought that, um, in fact, during Queen Victoria's era, they had an outbreak of cholera, and all the physicians in London were telling the queen that it was because of the miasma, the odor. That was what was making people sick. A lot of odor back then. Yeah, <laughs> and there was one particular guy who really was only a part-time physician, part-time preacher, who sat down, created a map, and looked at the outbreak and, it, and saw how it spread. And so there were very few outliers away from a particular well in right. London. So he saw the pattern. He saw the pattern. He came in. He said, this is the pattern. It's the well. All the, all the leading physicians that were in London at the time were saying he's crazy. It's the miasma, all this other stuff. And by the way, odor at that time was prevalent because they didn't have sewer systems. No, nothing to take away the, the human waste. Right, everything would go into the basements of the tenement buildings that people were living in, and then when you had a heavy rainstorm, some of that would wash out into the street. Oh, come back up. I always find it interesting when you watch a, uh, a period movie, like a time period movie, everyone looks so clean. Yeah. And I yeah. know there's no way that was the case. Absolutely not. And, you know, uh, you had diseases, and you're talking about penicillin and so forth. But we've kind of gone overboard now, haven't we, where we're trying to be overly clean and it's creating a resistance to the to the different med uh, uh, um, the different medications we would use. Uh, yeah, antibiotics, antibiotics have developed resistance. Uh, the other part of it is, is that when Fleming discovered this, it was a post-it note in history. It was an accident. Um, he went away for a weekend with friends for a picnic. He left his Petri dish open. The Petri dish had the right agar in it. His bacterial culture was growing and doing very well. And in the window blew some more. Mold spores landed in the agar. It was a perfect agar, right amount of moisture. The penicillin mold grew, penicillium mold grew. Penicillium mold produces a toxin. It doesn't do that to make people sick or to make people healthy. It does that to protect its kids so that a bacteria that's there doesn't come along and eat the spore. So it's mom's defense it's, system. It's a mom's defense system. The problem is, is that mold is a very sloppy painter, so everything gets covered with the, the toxin. Uh, he came back. His entire Petri dish was dead. Except for the mold. I remember this in science class. Yeah. It's actually hitting me. Right. So then he's sitting there thinking, oh, gosh, here goes my experiment all this time I've worked on this. The reality is then he realizes, oh, wait a minute, there's something going on. Let me take a look a little bit further. He's a little bit more curious, and he discovers the toxin, which we now call penicillin. He doesn't think about the fact that penicillin is a blunt instrument, and you're going in and killing every bacteria because he doesn't realize that we are filled with, and most of your DNA is good bacteria. 
we are most of our DNA in our system is not ours. It's the bacteria that coexists with us. We're the host, correct? We're the host, and we live synergistically. But penicillin and other antibiotics tend to be blunt instruments. They come and kill every bacteria. They don't. They're very non-discriminatory. And so the problem then becomes: you no longer have good bacteria, which would create a balance. We're supposed to be living in a relatively balanced environment. We've done everything to disrupt that balance. And as a result of that, we now have uh, things like antibiotic-resistant bugs like MRSA, things like that. Candida auris is falling into that category because we've filled our lives with antifungals, and that which doesn't kill me makes me stronger. All chemical antifungals have a half-life. Over time, they will diminish in their potency. Fungus, bacteria, viruses will get exposed to that. If they survive it, the next generation will resist whatever that is. And fungus is a little bit different. Real quick, um, fungus, when they grow together and create a colony, will actually exchange nuclei or have a double nuclei in a cell. problem is if one of those nuclei is resistant, once it makes that exchange, all the fungus is now resistant. Interesting. So it, uh, it changes because of other changes around it. Yeah. Is that, a, a, is that a way of survival? Yeah, I think so. It's an adaptation. And fungus adapts a whole lot faster than we do. Our generations are 30 years. Their generations are 30 days. So if they get exposed, they're going to evolve a lot more rapidly. And, and if we treat that inappropriately, we're going to pay the price. We're going to come back to this. Got to take a break. I look at Bree over there. She's looking at me. Um, again, my guest today is Bill Young. He is the president and owner of Moldenmore. Bill's been on the show before. We're friends. And we are discussing how to control our environment or protect ourselves uh, with a decontaminant called Easy Decon. Be back in a few moments. Sometimes one name says it all. Share. Madonna you must be my lucky star. and even Elvis you ain't but a when it comes to all your auto tag notary and insurance needs the name is Kyle Kyle's auto tags in Westchester Kyle has 25 years experience in handling all your auto tag transfer needs fast professional service Kyle is shredding the competition with his prices and his work is never unfinished with Kyle's connections with the Pennsylvania Department of Motor Vehicles and his expert knowledge of the industry Kyle can handle all your auto title tag needs Kyle's business is auto tags and insurance done right you won't find any rocking chairs or christmas trees there driver's license suspended kyle can even assist you in getting a work license need something notarized kyle can do that for you too kyle's auto tags and insurance is located on east gay street in the gay street plaza in westchester and has lots of free parking just drive around to the back of the plaza give kyle a call at 610-429-1447 kyle's auto tags and insurance because you're entitled to great service. Albert has left the building. Thank you and good afternoon. It's been a long, cold winter and a chilly spring, but the heat is on the way. I promise. That means it's time to make arrangements to have your HVAC system serviced. Fortunately, I know just the folks to call. My friends at Chester County Fuel Oil. Spring is the perfect time to have your HVAC system checked. Here's why. As your system runs, it accumulates dust and debris in major areas that could affect its efficiency, such as the condensing coils and air filters. Now, left uncleaned, your AC system will likely lose at least 5% of its operating efficiency every year, making your home harder to cool. You can make your appointment with the pros at Chester County Fuel Oil by calling 610-344-7234 or online by going to ChesterCountyFuelOil.com. Now, don't wait, because everybody else already knows how important making this appointment is, and spots will fill up fast. So do it today. 
Contact Chester County Fuel Oil. Lexus of Chester Springs sales event is in full swing with aggressive deals on their beautifully designed 2019 NX300 SUV for only $379 per month, $29.99 due at Sony, or the 2019 RX350 SUV for only $399 per month, $39.99 due at Sony. Both have a 36-month lease, 10,000 miles per year, tax and tags additional, and both vehicles are available with approved credit through Lexus Financial Services. You don't want to miss this event, so stop in and see their entire selection today. Lexus of Chester Springs is located at 400 Pottstown Pike, just off exit 312 of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. You can also go online at LexusofChesterSprings.com or call 610-321-8000. That's 610-321-8000. Experience amazing at Lexus of Chester Springs. Westchester Athletics. Moriarty drops back, looks left side, fires, and has Tim Brown with the reception. Makes a man miss to the five. Brown to the goal line, trucks through a man as he walks in for the touchdown. High School Athletics. Roberts has it, rolls to his left. He's looking. Plenty of time. He's going to roll back to his right, throwing into the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Westchester East. The sports chatter of Chester County. This is your home for Chester County sports. 1520 WCHE. Well, Bill, you're a little older. You were you were originally a, a was, policeman, correct? Yeah, I was. And um, you're originally from upstate New York. I am from Niagara Falls. And you're very familiar then with uh, the situation up there. For whatever reason, I'm not thinking of it. Uh, Love Canal. Love Canal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I grew up right around Love Canal. In fact, one of my first girlfriends lived right just outside of Love Canal. Wow. <laughs> I'm looking at you thinking, okay, how much closer should I've known you, for, <laughs> known you for so long if I get the radiation, I get yeah, it. Yeah, we were just up there, in fact, and, and they discovered another area about 12, 15 miles away, which was another dump that the chemical companies up there uh, utilized and an entire neighborhood was built over it. It goes on down here, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen landfills being part of the environmental field for the last 20 years myself. Landfills gone, and I've been part of taking that. And then, actually, you know, there's housing there. Yeah. Never been able to really sure how that happens. Uh, we've had some other things. We've had uh, steel mills that have gone down that have you know been taken down, and now we're casinos. Um, the, I figured the pollution was going to be there for millions of years. But evidently, we can gamble on it. Literally. <laughs> yeah, and there are ways to, to mitigate. There is. Um, there is. I mean, Love Canal, part of their problem was not the clay coffin that they put all the chemicals in. The problem was the people who made money off peeling the topsoil off of the clay coffin, which then broke the envelope huh? and allowed the water to get in. Amazing stuff there. Yeah. Amazing. Getting back to, to Easy Decon, getting back to the different things that have changed uh, stop me if I can't say some of this, but it'll be too late by then. Uh, we could always like, you know, clean it out. But a lot of things have happened. Um, you and, and, and IntelliGuard be able to pick up literally the world's largest uh, supplier of life science products uh, as a distributor, VWR International. But even there, though, it's still difficult to get, I, I want to put this, to get the right people, even from that level, to understand the product that are out in the field, to where it is to their advantage. And is that because of the confusion of the product? Is it that difficult to grasp? Or is a mindset just set? Well, there's a there's all of the above. Thank you. Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> um, part of it is that uh, we get into a pattern, and humans are very good at this. We get into patterns, and, and we will continue a behavior, even if the behavior is not getting us the end result that we want, we at least know what the end result is going to be. And so we tend to, to keep doing it over and over again, even if, even if it's a bad habit. <clears throat> uh, so some of it is that, uh, that these products are being used in environments that require very high standards. Once they've achieved those standards, I understand the reluctance to some degree on the part of 
say, uh, a compounding pharmacy. We know the, the stuff that we've been using works. We're not having a huge problem. So why should we change and take the risk that your product is going to be better, cheaper, last longer, whatever it might be? Uh, and so they're, they're reluctant to take risks. The other thing is, is our economic system is set up that shareholder value is the prime directive. Oh, yeah. A step right? back could affect that delicate balance of how much right. is coming in. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that part. So the other thing is, is that nobody wants to take risk. You know, we forget that Steve Jobs got fired because he was willing to take risks. True. And I've actually read some of his uh, better uh, thoughts and I should send it to you. I think you would enjoy it. Basically, a life without risk. You're just kind of destined to be a plane in the sense you're not going to it's better to take the risk maybe fail than to not take the risk at all well that's the way we used to live and yeah. that's where john f kennedy said we're going to go to the moon in 10 years Incredible and thing. we went to the moon in nine years uh that's because john f kennedy was willing to take that risk and we were living in a time when shareholder value was not the prime directive really that's become something of a neoliberal trope that we've got out there that started under the Reagan administration and the idea that if the rich get richer, the rest of us... Oh, the trickle-down effect? trickle-down yeah. idea. No, that's a bunch of BS Which right doesn't there. work. It doesn't work. Never has worked. Never will um, work. We've it's got, not a logical economic right. avenue to go down. We have 40 years of experience with that experiment uh, and its failure, you know, but... Even at that, we still continue doing the same thing. Why? Because we that's human nature. So you have to really make great effort to overcome human nature. And I know that's the process. And again, I'm, I'm very honest about this. I'm involved in the process here. The interesting part to me, and, and I've done conversion work where you've gone into a company, you've shown them the benefit, then you have to convert them and their entire company and team. Yeah, you're changing so culture. You are. And, and a lot of times... Let's say you can save someone 20%. That's a lot in a business situation when you're talking billions of dollars. However, there's other intangibles involved and different variables. Is it worth for me to make the change? Are my people going to understand and want to do this? It's not always an apples to apples, oranges to oranges thing. One of the things about the Easy Decon I always thought that just speaks for itself is the fact that it's biodegradable. So right off the top, if you're dealing with pharma companies, bio companies, what have you, you're going to save money in, in, in hazardous waste material. And I've always had a hard time where sometimes the disconnect is with that. Well, I think that's, that's a, uh, a Western culture failure. You know, we, we have a built-in disconnect with that. <clears throat> um, you're absolutely right. Those things are all valuable pieces, and you would think that, that logic would dictate, but logic goes out the window as soon as you put economics into the situation. Oh, follow the money trail. Yeah. Um, we, have to, we've, we have failed to recognize that changes that we make in the environment, while they may seem minor, we don't recognize the cascade effect of those things. So just to give you an illustration, I work with physicians who treat patients who have significant health issues related to mold exposure and a variety of other things. And you can, I'm going to cut you off. You can go back into my podcast and we have several guests, Dr. Shoemaker being one of a mold expert. So if you want to learn about mold, what might be affecting you, and I mean to cut you off again, let go back and look for Bill Young on my podcast. We did some good stuff there. Yeah, yeah. And, and the point of, of the illustration is that these folks will go into a, a standard physician. They'll do regular blood tests, all the things that we normally do. And... The, the results will come back and they'll say, well, you're perfectly fine. There's nothing in your, in your results that indicate that there's a problem. Part of that is because our science is 300 years old. We've never gone back and looked at the fact that we are actually complex creatures contained in a complex environment and that small changes in one area can create large changes down the road. It's chaos theory. It's the butterfly effect. A butterfly in Tokyo flaps its wings and we get a hurricane in Florida. It's not because of one butterfly and it's not because of a single event that you end up with that. It's 
thousands of butterflies flapping their wings in Tokyo and that coming across and changing what happens in Africa, which then changes what happens in Florida, which then changes what happens up and down the East Coast and over in Texas last year. It's minor changes in the environment are creating huge changes on the back end, and we have a hard time as humans making the connection because our science is reductionistic. We take everything that's large and we break it down to its minor components, and we think if we break it down far enough, we'll find the answer as to why this is working this way. The reality is it's all a big, complex living organism, if you will. And a minor change in one aspect is going to create a further change down the road. Uh, I've been watching the Chernobyl documentary. Yeah, the Chernobyl show I remember, on I've HBO. Been watching it too. And it's amazing how the Communist Party in that situation wanted to completely ignore the realities of what they their scientists actually knew. And they were willing to surprises you back then. (laughs) Well, what's what's sad is that I could see the same thing happening here with ease because our political system is structured in such a way and our economic system is structured in such a way collapse that we only see one path and we don't see that there are other opportunities available. And this is getting far afield in this, but it's all actually interrelated. So we work with these folks who are really ill and what we have to recognize is that they have a minor change created by their exposure to either Lyme disease or mold or something else, then that creates an environment that allows for the cascade of events to occur. And then we have to add something else. And I want to I do want this to get out because I think it's I think it's a critical point. Most of the people who go to doctors when they're not feeling well are females. Because it's okay for females to go to the doctor and say, I don't feel well. It's also okay for females to say, I don't feel well. That's true. Where males are trained to say, it hurts, but it'll go away eventually. I'll just ignore it. Now, that's a real broad brush characterization. The problem is then most doctors are males who have been steeped in a system that is fundamentally misogynistic. Uh, And when your test results don't come back with exactly what they think they should come back, it doesn't fit their diagnostic chart, their existing plan for medical treatment. Now, all of a sudden, it's either in your head or it's your hormones, hon, as though males don't have hormones. Yeah, there's um, uh, obviously a menopause, and now there's a perimenopause. Now there's a male menopause of some sort, we've learned, where testosterone will slowly... Uh, kind of deplete itself in the body over time as we get older, but there's ways to counter that too. Yeah, but what we have, what we fail to do when we find those ways to counter that is what's the long-term consequence? Same thing with antibiotics. What's the long-term consequence of giving people penicillin? Fleming can't be blamed for the fact that he figured out that penicillin was a, it was a huge benefit at a time when we had outbreaks on a regular basis because we didn't treat sewage properly. We still don't. We didn't treat water properly. We still don't. Uh, I mean, if you take a drink of, of public water, you're getting somebody's Viagra. You're getting somebody's Cialis. You're getting somebody's antipsychotic medication. They've done studies on that. Right. Our systems are not designed to take those drugs out. And, yes, you're getting a small amount, but... Chronic exposure to small amounts leads to a large exposure over time. And we want to think that if you don't get a direct cause and effect link, then it must not really be a problem. We need to begin to recognize that those small changes create huge problems. They just did a, uh, an exploration in the Marianas Trench, the deepest part of the Atlantic Ocean. I think the deepest part of the ocean went down with a submersible. And lo and behold, there's a plastic bag in the bottom of the Marianas Trench. We've got to start to figure it out because we only have one ball of dirt to live on. Nobody's scraping together any more dirt to build a new planet. No, 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 no. And, and you're 100% right. And why I got involved with this and why you and I have become friends over the last few years with this, we both have the same kind of belief system in a lot of ways. The environment's very important. There's a product here that can help. And, and I want to kind of step back for just for a second. A couple years ago, you and I were very much involved with the uh, the hurricanes and so forth hit Puerto Rico, Houston, and such. And Easy Decom truly was the answer there as far as controlling mold, getting things ready. We approached FEMA, and FEMA uses the product, and it's kind of it's, uh, it 
scattered all over Tangentially. the place. Yeah, you know. and I remember the conversations we had with different, uh, with our congressional reps, different FEMA people. They do not sanction any sort of uh, cleanup or anything to be used to, to, you know, control mold and so forth. And I remember kind of losing it. And I know you were going to lose it. It's like, but wait a second. This is your product. This is a government-sponsored and developed product. Government doesn't do a lot of things great that often. They kind of hit the mark here. They did. And the fact that, and that's one of the most frustrating aspects. You know how I feel about this. Yeah. Here it is. It's this tremendous product. We have the proofs, most tested product of its type ever. The government sponsored it, developed it. We have one license, which IntelliGuard carries. And we still can't get different entities to understand this is your product. You're, we're not going overseas. This isn't something from Asia. It's, develop, it's, it's our product, an American-made product, that its original intent was to protect our soldiers in the battlefield. Now it has all these other things. And actually our citizens, because they were looking at if we had a terrorist attack on one of our subway trains or on, a, on some other public transportation, they would be able to neutralize the threat and not negatively impact the population. And that's the funny part. And we'll take a break right after this and get a little deeper. We have things happening right now where the product would be, is very important to the citizens in specific areas. And we're still having a... Uh, difficult time getting the powers to be to listen or even return a call. And that and I'm going to go back with New York City, uh, Chuck Schumer's people, Senator Schumer. He calls it out. He calls out the fungus, the problem. He wants it dealt with. I'm making phone calls all over the place and no one's getting back. Yeah, and and you know the the other advantage to this product is is the fact that it deals with both chemicals and biologicals. Uh, so for the folks in Houston, in particular, where there was a great deal of chemical exposure because of the petroleum processing facilities right around there, uh, they were not just being exposed to bacterial threats, fungal threats probably some viral threats uh, because of sewage and, and things like that, but also chemical threats, uh, things that were showing up. It would look like sand on your lawn, yeah. but it was not sand, and you didn't want your kids going out there and playing in it, and yet we couldn't get that response. But you and I both know if we called one office of the military and they were and I was talking to them about it, the guy on the desk, desk next to him doesn't know anything about it. Government agencies, and again, we'll, we'll take a break in a second here just to kind of set it up for the next segment. People think government agencies talk. People think there's a, this great communication between the FBI, we'll say, and the Department of Energy and everyone in between. I'll guess again. Yeah. Not the easiest thing, and it's been a battle. We're going to come back in a minute. You are listening to Life Unedited. My host, I'm going to call you a host. I can't really say you're a guest anymore. <laughs> My co-host today is Bill Young. He is the president and owner of Moldenmore, and we are discussing the many benefits of Easy Decon. Be right back. Providing excellent eye care in Chester County for the past 35 years, Compass, Rito, and Halshide Vision Associates is the place to go for all your eye care needs. They offer the latest technology, along with the best optical department, in order to keep you looking and seeing your best. Their glasses are finished on site, offering a quick turnaround and excellent quality. Check out their designer frame lines, including Ray-Ban, Maui Jim, Tom Ford, and many others. With two convenient locations to serve you, one in Westchester and one in Exton, Clumpus Retail and Houseshide Vision handles patients of all ages, from infants to seniors. Give Clumpus Retail and Houseshide a call in Westchester at 610-696-1368 or in Exton at 610-363-8960. Or request an appointment online at crhvision.com. Compass Rito and Houseside Vision. Excellence in eye care since 1981. At WSFS Bank, we stand for service. For some people... Good morning, Mrs. Johnson. Great service means friendly faces at more locations. For others, it's mobile banking, so your money moves with you. For nearly 200 years, we've made serving customers our number one priority. So whatever you or your business stand for, we'll stand right by your side. We're WSFS Bank, and our friends call us WSFS, and we stand for service. Visit WSFSBank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 417-673. I'm Evan Kelly of the Law Offices of Kelly and County. 
At the law offices of Kelly and Conti, we specialize in criminal defense cases. My partner, Mark Conti, and I are both former prosecutors and have successfully represented thousands of clients through both the criminal justice system and the civil system. We are trial lawyers who pride ourselves in our ability to explain the legal process to our clients and to comfort our clients and their loved ones in times of confusion and doubt. What sets us apart is that we truly care about what happens to our clients, and we recognize through experience that the vast majority of our clients are good people who, whether through addiction, misfortune, or lack of judgment, find themselves in the criminal justice system. We will do everything in our power to obtain the best outcome for you in your case. For a free consultation, call us day or night at 610-314-7066. At the law offices of Kelly and Conti, we care as much about the outcome of your case as you do. This is the talk of Chester County, 1520 WCHE. Back to Life on Edit and host John Aberly. Bree, my producer, Bree, 20, 21? Going to be 23 on the top. Ah, taking my youngest daughter. There you go. Thank my youngest you. daughter turns 21, oh, June 28th. Nice. Oh, I'm looking forward. Well, I don't know how much I'm looking forward to it. You got back from Scotland. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, they, they, I'm, I'm hearing the stories. It's great. Uh, I made her go there. And made her? No, I not made her go. When she was there, though, I wanted a couple of things. I wanted a like a figurine. You wanted a fried Snickers. Bun. No, that, that, I think that was part of it. Though. I wanted a uh, like a Loch Ness monster kind of uh, figurine. Okay. I wanted her to stand somewhere and text me. You know, there can only be one, and I'm it, <laughs> which was fun. And I wanted her to get an autograph of of uh, a waitress on like the uh, the receipt. That says to John in America. <laughs> she did all of them for me. There you He's go. Like, Dad, you're crazy. I'm like, yeah, I am crazy. It's the way it works, though. <laughs> that's why you and I work so well that's, together. That's true. The whole thing that's there. true. Yeah. But uh, on the serious note, and this is serious, Bill, contact information. Again, you're the president and owner of Molden Moore. Your experience is extensive here, and it'd be great to other people be aware of that. Yeah, well, again, it's, a, it's been an evolution. Uh, <laughs> it really has. But uh, Molden Moore Decon, it's M O L D. And like in Nancy, M-O-R-E-D-E-C-O-N dot com. And our email address is info at moldenmoredecon.com. I want to let my audience know this is an overview of Easy Decon. We're kind of touching on here and there and what it is. Uh, my plan, I didn't say plan, what's going to happen is over the next few weeks, I'm going to break this down into segments, uh, say dealing with clean rooms dealing with colleges as far as decontamination goes, uh, professional sports room, any sports area that has SARS or MRSA as an issue. Um, so be prepared for that. They're, they're going to be done in 20-minute, maybe half-an-hour segments. I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to have experts on. That's the plan. They handle each field. Bill will be here with me, again, because of our connection and how we view these things. And it's important that, mm-hmm. you know, on a layman's term, terms that people understand this. So I want to kind of prepare everyone for that because there's, you don't think about it. And, and by saying that, I want to step back to that poor young woman, uh, student down at the University of Maryland. And I, and I know I'm not going out of uh, way saying this. It didn't really have to happen, did it, Bill? It didn't. But uh, University of Maryland was in a, a unique position, one that many of our universities found, because I was on the phone with a number of schools, local schools, um, and other colleges and universities throughout Pennsylvania, especially southeastern Pennsylvania. From, yeah, really, last from, year. Last yeah, year we were yeah, yeah. East. Um, because of the high relative humidities, because of either... Uh, unused or older air conditioning systems, which don't take moisture out of the air. So a lot of the, a lot of the older school buildings have air conditioning systems that chill the air. They cool it, but cooler, moist air 
creates higher relative humidity. And they weren't paying attention to fungal growth because it's, it had never been an issue before. But we you have to remember, we had two summers in a row with really high humidities, relatively high temperatures during the summers, and then winters that were unusually moist. Yeah, comparatively. Yeah. <clears throat> comparatively. So what we're seeing is climate change. Deny it if you want, but climate is changing. You said that the other day. Right? Mm. I mean, just to give you an example, uh, yesterday I was reading that on average in May, there are three tornadoes in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We've had 22 this year in the month of May. Yeah, we have. And, and again, you know, for the people who don't believe it, and, and I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not uh, out there chanting this or anything, but I know it's there. I think we're better off kind of erring on the side of caution, but we <laughs> yeah. still can't quite, because the money is the, is the driving thing here. But here we have a product, and step back a little bit, there we had a major issue up around some of the high schools that are by me last right. summer, fall, right. we, you and I discussed this. They almost they almost kind of picked up a version of Legionnaire's disease, didn't they? Well, some of them did, and there's, there has been a bit of a rise in Legionnaire's disease, but that you find in, in water systems. And uh, if you have a water-cooled air conditioning system, uh, that's something that can show up in that. Um, but what they were running into, and keep in mind, all of our buildings are made out of wooden paper, and that's a giant food source. Then we add in schools, textbooks, paper, all these other paper products, posters, all these things. You put them in there. During the summer, the janitors are doing their best to get the school buildings ready. But what they, because there's no students in there, they tend to shut off air conditioning systems. Yeah, they do. I remember going to summer or, school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or they turn the thermostat up enough because they, they're trying to cut back on electric yeah. costs. And I get that. I understand it. The, the dilemma is when you have moisture and paper products, you're going to have mold growth. And so they had faculty members coming in to get their classrooms ready who suddenly had allergic reactions mm -hmm. to mold. Or for some of them who are being treated by their physician for other mold-related illnesses, they ended up reacting strongly. I mean, I have clients who will walk into a big box store like a Home Depot or a Kohl's or something like that, and they'll get about 10 steps into the building, turn around and walk back out because they know somewhere in that building there's mold. They have a, they have a really they have high a strong intolerance. Yeah. yeah, they have a strong physical reaction, and it's not an allergic reaction. It's not itchy eyes and runny nose. It's a systemic reaction as though they have a major inflammation. And that reaction can cause physical effects that will impact them for days afterwards. So they're, they're very conscious of this uh, and they're very cautious. With that young woman, the sad part is that um, during the discovery of that, at least what I read, her roommates and other uh, occupants of the dormitory showed that some of their clothes, their contents, their shoes were covered with mold. Why? Because of high relative humidity in the building and lack of circulation and not paying attention to what's around. The other component to this that I think needs to be mentioned and people need to really recognize this is no matter what you use, if you're trying to disinfect a surface or, or clean a surface, any product you use has a dwell time. Explain the dwell time. The dwell time is how long does that have to stay in contact with whatever the pathogen is long enough to kill the pathogen? And that varies greatly. Varies greatly from product to product. Uh, some things are better with spores than other things are. AC Decon is good with all of them. Um, the, the difference is if you don't let the products stay active on that surface for a long enough period of time, then you, darn, you aren't actually disinfecting it. And it, one of the easiest examples for, for a lot of folks is you go to a small restaurant on a Sunday morning to grab breakfast real quick, and you walk in and the place is crowded, and you're waiting to be seated, you're sit, standing in line, you've got the 10, 15 minute wait, a bunch of people get up from a table, you're the next one in line. They seat you before they've even cleaned the table oh, yeah. off. They come, they bust the table, then they wipe it with a damp rag. With the same rag they just wiped, every they just wiped table everybody with, yeah. else's tables yeah. with. So you now have the exposure of everybody else's table on yours. Does that table stay wet for 10 minutes? It's sticking around. It sticks around for a while, but it doesn't stay wet for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Most of those things evaporate much more quickly. 
Even chlorine bleach says it has to have a 10-minute contact time. That means it has to stay moist for 10 minutes. Nobody stands around and waits for 10 minutes. Not in you our society. Your, yeah, you wipe your kitchen counter off. You don't wait 10 minutes before you do something on that kitchen counter. Well, that that, that goes to something. Um, the dwell time is much shorter with easy decon, correct? Depending on the pathogen. Depending, depending, yeah, depending yeah, depending on the pathogen. I mean, weaponized, weaponized anthrax requires eight minutes. I'm surprised. Anything, I'm actually surprised we have anything that can take that out, which another one of the reasons that you and I hooked up, because I remember looking at you going, what? And then the fact that easy decon can also be used to basically, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, we can clean up a uh, clandestine lab, a meth lab. And yeah. actually make it habitable again. Yeah. And that's, you want to talk about economics, right there is where banks and insurance companies should be a part of this, because they lose a lot of money with homes they have to destroy and so forth related to these clandestine operations, especially places, we we sell a lot of the product in Australia, correct? Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, they yeah. got a large they got meth a huge problem. meth problem there, and um, and their act, their government was actually active in creating the protocols for cleanup in in meth lab situations. Uh, the only caveat there is that they set the level, I think, a little bit too high. What is an acceptable level? And exposure to those chemicals can be extremely harmful. And again, we're looking at chronic low exposure. Uh, we often look at things only through acute exposure. I walk into a lot of really, really moldy buildings. Yeah, I can. Well, right? Yeah, I, do, I know yeah. you do. Yeah. I mean, I've walked into some where I turn around, walk back out, put on a Tyvek suit, full face respirator, and there are people still occupying that, that structure. That would scare me to see you walk in that way. Um, but, but we walk into a lot of buildings. However, that's an acute, short-term exposure. I'm there for 20, 30, 40 minutes. I walk back out. There are times when I have to go drive someplace, get some fresh air, sit down with a cup of coffee, and give myself a chance to recover you from because I, I get headaches. Yeah. I get nausea. I get... Um, um, just a kind of a general malaise that can occur. I, sometimes I have to think about it when I think about you. Are a retired police officer. You were a teacher for quite a while. 23 years. At a point. This is your third career. And I'm thinking, why is he walking in the moldy buildings <laughs> and stuff? But, Believe but, me, there are times when I ask myself that same yeah, but question. but this fascinates you. It does. The whole thing. It and, does. And, and the thing is that and often I, I look at the why. Why do I do these things? Yes, so I am. You know? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah, yes. yeah, and and I look at it and say, well, I'm doing it because we're providing something for the community, for people, and yes, we're making money in the process. I'm not. Look, I'm not going to apologize, so I'm not going to. Yeah. We're not. Bill and I will not apologize. Not that we're doing anything great at the moment. We're trying to promote the product and get a, yeah. a foothold in it. But yeah, we're here to make a. We're not here to make a killing. We like the fact, and I think we both agree. I like the fact that it has a military background and it's helped my brothers and sisters in the military be able to be safe. We both agree we like the fact that it helps people. Yeah. It's a game changer. That's that's really the primary reason we do what we do. Um, and, uh, you know, occasionally we get into discussions in the office about, well, we've had, we've gone back to this property how many times, what's going on. And, and we have some clients that have multiple areas in their home that they cannot occupy. They can't walk into that part of their home wow. because they ex- they react extremely, uh, and so sometimes it's it's a long and prolonged search. And then we sit back and say, well, how much can we spend on this? I mean, I I go out and do testing for people, and. Uh, if I see mold, I tell people don't spend the money on testing. Now I can make a lot of money doing just testing. Yeah, you could very easily, and people could expend a lot of money getting just to, tests just to done. show them what they have. Right, yeah. but that's not the point. The point is, can we make this a habitable environment for them? And that, to me, is much more important. Uh, and so we—that's really what what drives us. So when you look at the number of careers and and you know. Um, I really think that we need to get that mindset back into our capitalism. We have lost that. The focus has become the money alone. We have monetized everything to the point where it's obscene. And in the process, we have created a less hospitable environment for us and people around the world. Is it difficult to to have something that's better than your competition, but because... You might not have the, the greatest backing at the moment or what have you. It can sit on the sidelines. 
this is one of the most frustrating things with me. And I'm going to go back to, to the uh, Candiasaurus fungus up there in New York City. Yeah. We know there's a problem. Senator Schumer has called it out to the CDC, to the federal government, to everybody. He wants an answer for it. We have the answer. I've been banging on the door making phone calls and let people know I might be showing up in a positive way. Make sure people understand this. To knock on the door and see who I can get. Um, we got a few minutes left and I want to. Uh, your contact information again, very important, Bill. Yeah, Moldenmore Decon. Uh, we're located in Exton, Pennsylvania. It's uh, Moldenmore Decon, M O L D, letter N like in Nancy, M O R E D E C O N dot com, all one usual web address. Uh, phone number is 610 590 0380. And uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions or anything like that. And then the email address is info at moldenmoredecon dot com. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you and I go back and forth a lot during the day with text and everything else. Um, quickly, again, we're going to be doing shows in the next few weeks, breaking different things down, segments, mold, uh, MRSA, SARS, you know, stadiums, workout facilities, everything we can think of. The quick overview question is why... Has it been so, I don't want to say has been so difficult, but why is it there's more roadblocks than we thought there might be trying to convert this product over commercially? What's your thought there? It's it's habit and tradition. You know, um, it's really hard to break into industries that have traditionally used a particular program of products. The other thing is that all those industries have regulatory agencies that set the guidelines for them. So they're always afraid that they're going to run afoul of those regulatory agencies. And I get that. I mean, that can be a, a real headache. Uh, and so it's really hard to break through. I get, I, to some degree, get it. I'm equally frustrated by this because we know the power of the product and, and its ability. And sometimes we have to sort of apologize and say, I know it sounds like we're selling snake oil because yeah. it does so many things. Uh, the the fact of the matter is that w while we want to think we're progressive, we're we're mo forward moving, we tend to be extremely conservative in a not positive way. Human nature. Who's going to make the the person that breaks through the wall first is the one that's injured the most, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else following behind that person, less injuries, much more positive response to it. We're trying to break through a wall. We're getting there. We're close. Um, uh, the distributor, the world's largest distributor, Vito Bear International, is a tremendous ally for us in this. Yeah. And we're working closely with them to try to get them to truly understand what we have and how it is better than anything else out there. And that's going to be something we're going to touch on, obviously, through the next few weeks. But again, I want to let the audience know, uh, today was an overview. Bill and I joke about different things, and we also get in different areas. Overview. We will be breaking this down to areas where I believe different People in the audience are going to find it important. Parents, what's going on on the on the turf fields with my kids? Yeah. What's going on in that locker room? Uh, remember the dirty, smelly gym mat that no one wanted to go on because it was gritty, smelly, and disgusting. But you had that damn gym teacher who would, you got to go on it. So we're going to be following plus We're going to have some good uh, guests. I'd like to get uh, Dr. Shoemaker back on, if that's possible. Yeah, we'll see if that's possible. I'm looking for uh, a doctor from the CDC. We'll have Dennis on. We're going to have some guests that will be very interesting to, to listen to and see their perspective. Yeah. That's it. We're going to roll out of here. Bree, I mean, come on, man. Give me my music. Oh, right now. We're heading <laughs> yeah. out now. All right, I got Nothing you. else left to say to Bill. Here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> there we go. Do it. Count it up. One, two, three.